0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman don't reflect the views of GAU Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a GAU Media station. Diabolical! Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: Oh, welcome in a town. Filling in for The Blitz on a Friday. Not any surprise for those of you that have been paying attention all week long. Shout out to Patrick Creighton and our boy Jerry Bono's. Handling their situations Wednesday and Thursday respectively. Your boy Freddie D taking care of business on a Friday, uh, as the music alluded to. Henry Thomas, 14-year NFL veteran and just all around grade A human being, will be joining us in the five and six o'clock hour because that's what Henry Thomas does. Glad to have you guys on board today. It's a Friday. We're gonna have some fun today. Why? Because listen, it's 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 beautiful outside, it's a Mother's Day weekend. All right, and whether it's a baby mama that you got, whether it's your mother, whether it's your kids' mother, whatever, your wife, whoever. All right, we're gonna we're gonna represent. We're gonna show some love to moms. We're gonna do a ranking in the uh, sometime in five five or six o'clock hour. Top five moms of all time. Okay, that's not, that's no easy top five. All right, because everybody. I mean, well, let's call it, I mean, most folks probably have their mom as number one. I'm sure there's a handful out there that probably don't, uh, you know, have their mom ranked as highly. But in any, in any event, we are going to rank the top five moms of all time today. All right? And so uh, I want to get your Mother's Day stories as well because, uh, listen, mom gets credit for everything. And rightfully so, right? Because when, you know, the, the two people that always get the most love at the end of a game is mom, in God. All right? You always got to thank the GOD and you always got to thank the MOM. In no particular order, all right? So, uh yeah, so we're going to we want to get your mom stories, all right? If you've got I don't I don't care. Whatever, whatever just something uplifting. Now, if you're, you know, if you want to give us some sort of like Marshall Mathers type story about your mom and maybe do it in in rap form, no curse words, please. You're welcome to do that as well. Okay? If you and your mom have a you know, again, Marshall Mathers-like, Kim Basinger on 8 Mile-type vibe going on. Let's hear about it, okay? Because not everybody is a fan of their mother. But if you're a fan of yours, we want to hear about it. 713-780-3776. 713-780-3776. So here's what's going down on this Friday. Also, too, we're going to get uh, touch a little bit on what... Uh, oh, man... <laughs> Touch a little bit on what Joel and uh, Nick had to say prior to talking a little bit about the Rockets. We're going to get a little bit of Astros talk. We're going to get more in-depth on the Astros talk, though, in the second hour of the program. My man, Bitter Mike, uh, the Bitter Mike, going to join us talking all things Houston Astros. Also, too, uh, Mike's going to give us some intricate insight on Dusty Baker. All right, Now, there's not a lot that we don't already know about Dusty Baker. He's like, what, 75, 76 years old. He's, he's old as all, all get out. He's been a great, you know, for what all was going on the last two seasons, especially filling in, an, in in a COVID-shortened season and all the craziness that went on with there. I mean, he made all the right moves, pushed all the right buttons. All right. I mean, you know, Dusty Baker could do no wrong. Now, of course, a lot's being made about, you know, his decisions as far as the, the bullpen is concerned. And so, if anybody knows the highs and the lows and just the sometimes painstaking question mark of what exactly is Dusty Baker doing? Nobody's better qualified to talk about that than one Mr. Mike Babo, longtime San Francisco Giant fan, so he knows the Dusty Baker saga all too well. So he's going to touch on that. And, of course, uh, Albert Pujols uh, getting the boot from the Anaheim Angels. Not a big surprise. I mean, this is what happens, folks. When you sign these, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I get it. John Carlos Stanton had, had himself a nice little has had, you know, a, a, a nice little resurgence uh, this year in in some cases. But I mean, do we expect him? I mean, he he's probably going to be in the same boat in the next two or three years. Has anybody seen Miguel Cabrera lately? I mean, this guy hit a home run on opening day, and I don't think we've seen him since. I mean, this is what happens when you sign these guys, these ten-year gazillion-dollar. I mean, what do we expect Fernando Tatis to look like in, in seventy-five years or whenever this contract ends? I mean, you just, I, I don't, I've never understood, you know, unless you're going to sign, I don't know, a Patrick Mahomes uh, to a 10-year deal when he's 23, 24 years old, that makes sense. When you're going to sign a guy who's 30 years old to a 10-year deal, that has never made any sense. And uh, if you know of anybody that has signed a 10-year deal professionally and it's worked out in year 9 and 10, not just for him, because we know the player, especially in baseball, we know they're going to do well. Right? Because those contracts are guaranteed. So, of course, they're going to feel good about things. But, I mean, again, if you're an Albert Pujols fan, and who it? Well, I mean, I guess I could think of a few people here in Houston that might not be dating back to those playoff days uh, in St. Louis. But, I mean, you know, you watch and, – and, and, you know, I guess that's the beauty of sports is – well, beauty or maybe it's the 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 unfair beauty of, of the bittersweet nature of sports is that, you, you know, for as much as we love to watch these guys when they're in their prime and they're, you know, they're slamming home runs – striking people out, slamming whatever. I mean, we're watching we're I mean, we're getting ready to see the 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 of, I guess you could say proverbial decline of LeBron James as well, right? Like we we're seeing it. Now, I'm not a big fan of him saying, "Well, I'll never be 100% again." Uh, yeah, really? Okay. I mean, it, to me, okay, if you're gonna throw that out there, LeBron, when you say that, okay, I'm never my ankle's never gonna be 100 percent again. I mean, are you just saying that? So when you got if you if you guys lose in the playoffs, or are you saying that like with LeBron, I don't know what to expect half the time, right? With LeBron, it's it's is he saying this for you know for social media effect? Is he saying this because he's trying to get in people's heads? Is he saying this because the Lakers look like dog squat right now? I mean, I I don't know. All right, but when I hear him, and I know Jay Williams went off on it uh, the other day on I think it was Get Up. Saying, you know, you never heard Michael t- say stuff like this. Michael never came out and said, oh, well, I'll never be this because I'm hurt or that. I mean, we all get that. And it, and I'm not going to, uh, you know, bother anybody or nauseate anybody with the whole MJ versus LeBron debate. It is what it is at this point. I mean, as far I as mean, you're either in one camp or you're in the other, you can respect one or you can respect them both. I mean, I respect LeBron on the basketball court for what he's been able to do for what? 18, 19, 20 seasons now is is remarkable. I mean, we I don't know that we'll ever see anything like what he's done ever again. Alright? I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing to watch this guy play and what he does as a basketball player and to play at a high level for so long. That's why when I hear him say this about, oh, his ankle may not be the same ever again. Alright? I mean, we listen, we know he's a drama queen. We know this. Alright? So, for me, when I hear him say that, it has less to do with, do I really think he believes it or is he doing it just for the adulation and the in case they lose, I don't think they're going to lose if they do end up in this play-in game. Uh, which, by the way, if you're an NBA fan, I don't see how you don't like the play-in game. This isn't quite like this, you know, the situation with the final four, in, in the, or excuse me, the first four, uh, as they call it in the NCAA tournament. I mean, there, there is something to be said about a one-and-done scenario. All right? That's why we love the NCAA tournament is we love the one-and-done scenario. We're going to talk a little bit about what our boy Kendrick Perkins. Shout-out to Big Money Texas. Shout-out to Kendrick Perkins as well because he just signed a multi-year deal with ESPN. So shout-out to all my Big Money Texas people. You guys know who you are. Shout-out to Ozan High School as well, which if I'm not mistaken, I think that school's uh, since been consolidated. But that's neither here nor there. And if you're from Beaumont, let us know. 713-780-3776. Real quick, Andy's got a mom story. we got to hear this real quick. Let's uh, What you got, Andy?
2: Hey guys, what's going on, man? When I was a kid, you know, I was real big into wrestling. I think a lot of kids were, but the rock, you know, he was, uh, he was real big when I was a kid and, uh, you know, the rock would get into the ring and he would lay the smack down on somebody. And then he would say, when the rock's done laying the smackdown, he's going to go home and get himself a big old slice of, I don't know if I can say it on the radio, but starts with a P. Right. ends With Tang. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Pie, right. So, Thanksgiving rolls around one year. Here comes Grandma out of the kitchen with a piece of, uh, or with some uh, pie. And she goes, who wants pie? Well, I stand up in front of the whole family, and I say, I want a big old piece of (laughs) pie. (laughs) And uh, the look on my mom's face when I said that in front of the whole family, you know, it's one of those things where I've got two kids now, and, you know, you just have to laugh. (laughs) And, And that's exactly what she did. She was so embarrassed. She kind of gave me like the get over here finger, you know, and I had to like over there because I, when you're so young,
1: you don't know, you
2: don't know what you said. You absolutely so like, oh, don't geez. know. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> well, the best part is my uncle sitting over there in the chair. And he said, "I'll have a slice myself." <laughs> and that is a, yeah, that is a true, that is a true story. And uh, I want to thank my mom for uh, not blowing her lid on me because uh, I, I definitely had a embarrassing moment there in front of the family on her
1: on her sake well and and real quick not, not to get morbid here but is your mom still is, is your mom still with us oh
2: yeah she's still around
1: all right well hey wish uh to andy's mom hey and, and your wife and kids hey have a wonderful mother's day on sunday and uh happy mother's day to your mom as well Thanks, guys. Uh, you bet it, man. Uh You know what? I've got a story very similar to that as well. And I should—I I, I forgot to ask Andy. He can uh, give us a button, let the uh, call screener know. I was I'm curious to know how old he was because I've got a story similar to that uh, as well. From the mouth of babes, you know, you hear things. and Of course, kids nowadays, I mean, thanks to the social medias and all uh, things that they hear. But good night. Back in our day, we didn't have the Internet to know what these things meant. Nobody knew what poontang pie was back in those days. You just said it because that's what you did. Because we were kids and we didn't know any better. All right, here's what we got going on. We got Henry Thomas coming in at 5 o'clock. That's 1,700 for those of you operating on the 24 hour clock. We got our boy Big Sard Sports talking all things Houston Texans. We haven't had a chance. I mean, again, I haven't had a chance to talk about this Texans draft. We're going to talk about that. Uh, also, too, the Houston Astros. I've got a stat for you. All right, again, I don't. I don't like, listen, Jerry Bo is the, is the man when it comes to all things uh, gambling, but I've got one hot number. All right? It's a Fred Davis stone-cold lock as to why you should put your money on the Astros tonight. And, better might, coming up at 5.15. Lots to get to, but we learned a very, very, well, I guess you could say closure on draft day. At least day two, anyway. What was it? I'll tell you when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Ron, on the one, twos, and threes. I'm that dude, Freddie D. Don't you go anywhere. It's ESPN 975. (laughs) Bye.
0: Is the Blitz, the Blitz on ESPN 975? You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and AJ
1: Hoffman. Aaron, I thought your lip-reading skills were better than that. I thought I need to bone up on them, clearly. You do. You do. No, I was just asked Do I need to read anything off of this is what I was... I mean, is it's there was, for
3: just general information for I you. I like it.
1: I like it. Uh, hey, like us on Facebook, folks. The Blitz 97.5. You can stream us on the ESPN 97.5 radio app as well as ESPN 97.5.com. Check out the podcast on ESPN 97.5.com, and uh, don't forget to check out the Sports Map Houston YouTube page, Twitch, all that good stuff. The ESPN 97.5 Twitch. Uh, we'll interact with that here in just a second. So I'm sure some of you guys are on there, and uh, if you are on there, you guys can you know uh, feel jealous about my shirt and how awesome it is because not everybody can have a shirt that has their co host name on it that says that they're their homeboy. So there you go. We found this on the uh, the internet. The internet has all kinds of stuff, really. And I don't know if you guys are familiar. Have you guys have you heard about this internet thing? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I, I'm still trying to understand. It's it, incredible. around it. it. It's literally. I mean, there's so many things you can do on it, and it's it's just. I, I mean, I get lost in it sometimes. There's just so many things to do. On I was the told internet.
3: you can actually see like there's like pictures of like beautiful women on there too. Some of them that you can just look at.
1: Like, some of them don't even have clothes on. Wow, unbelievable. Maybe to me. I should really look into this. Unbelievable. Internet thing. Hey, we were talking about moms earlier. Okay, you got a certain kind of mom you're into. Guess what? You can find them on the internet. It's blow your mind. See, blow here I mind. was thinking you know it was going to be a fad and just be over in <laughs> the next week. Man, seriously. Seriously. Dogecoin, people. Dogecoin. All right? It's the internet. It's what's going on. 713 780 3776 MOM stories. Okay? Mom stories. That's what's going down today. Today. Mom stories. Also, too. Um I'm 40 years old, so I am of the 80s and 90s action film genre, like that's that's what I grew up with. All right, so anybody like in that you know born in that 77, and I'm looking at you Lamont. Yes, I'm not a millennial. I'm a zennial or whatever the hell they're called. All right, because we we you know those of us that were born in that 79, 80, 81, 82, we'll sprinkle a little 83 in there too, because we guys know you, you know we got some love for y'all too. We grew up with newspapers. We grew up with rotary telephones, all right? We didn't hit this internet thing until, you know, mid to late 90s. We all had those AOL CDs. You guys know what time it is, all right? And Wrath of Man comes out today. Jason the movie. We had Without Remorse that came out last Friday on Amazon Prime with our guy Michael B. Jordan, all right? And the thing about the Without Remorse movie, if you guys haven't seen it yet, and if you haven't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's an action movie, so... You know, be ready. I hope I don't spoil any any of the movie for you, but it really wasn't that good from an action standpoint. The and and what it did for me is it made me appreciate just how important Arnold Schwarzenegger was because Michael B. Jordan gives us a lot of cheesy lines. And listen, I love a good cheesy line. All right, I'm 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 a huge fan of cheesy one liners, but there's an art to delivering the cheesy one liner. All right, guys like Van Dam were good at it. All right, guys like, I mean, Arnold was the best, Rambo, you know, Rocky, great, great one-liners. And I just, I wanted more from Michael B. Jordan and his cheesy one-liners and without remorse. Like, you knew what he was going to say. You knew what he was going to do. But just, it just, you know, in, in the action now, I mean, it's like I'm watching college. It's like I'm watching my son play Call of Duty or something. I mean, I I, I need Old school action, people. I need it, and that's what I'm hoping I get out of Wrath of Man tonight with Jason Statham. So uh, we got to, pa- and, and again, we got to find out exactly, you know, where do where where are we at right now with action heroes? Okay, because movies are crap now. Movies are crap. Uh, I haven't seen a good. I have I can't tell you last time I saw a good movie that came out. So I'm 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 crossing my fingers that Wrath of Man is good. I don't know where A, a. Ron stands on the uh, the whole Jason Statham. Action hero front. Because, I mean, let's call it what it is. He plays the same thing in every movie.
3: Oh, yeah. Just like most of them do. They do. They I mean, do. that that's what it was. And that's what it always has been. But do I want to see it? Yes. Do I have the patience to sit through a movie? God, no. I haven't watched a new movie. What I watched one new movie in the past year.
1: Really? What that movie was it. was
3: it? And it wasn't even new. It was like four years old, five years old. It was uh, Interstellar. Yeah,
1: See, I missed that
3: one. That was crap. Can't, don't even bother. It was three stay. hours. Christopher Nolan, if I ever see you, I'm kicking you right in the nads for wasting my time. Yeah. But N- I don't I don't have patience for
1: movies. What do you watch?
3: Usually TV shows. But, okay. But the thing is, I don't... Like, during a movie? No. Like, see, my wife gives me, gives me crap because Saving Private Ryan will be on. Yeah. I'll turn it on. I'll watch the same five minutes. But then something happens and I have to go do something. So I'm okay with it. She hates that I watch the same five minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. But my view on movies is the whole time I'm sitting there, there's something in the back of my brain going, you could be up doing something. You could be up working on the yard. You could be up cleaning out the garage. You could be up working on doing more research for your show. Like There's a million things I could be doing rather than sitting three hours
1: in front of a TV screen watching just a movie. I guess, dep- But I guess it depends on what you're – I mean, okay, but if you're watching a movie at night – I mean, it's not like you're sitting there at you know eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, and yourself, sitting yourself thinking like, man, I should really be cleaning my garage right now. No, bro. I mean, you. It's okay to sit on your couch at nine o'clock and watch a movie. Well, I don't get home until my,
3: weekdays. I don't get home till ten. Yeah, I go to bed at ten thirty. I wake up at six. Oh. And I do the whole thing over again.
1: Hardest working man in Houston, Texas, right there.
3: Not even close. But-
1: um, I, I don't. I, this this mom thing could get tricky. Uh, is your mom still alive? Yes. Okay. Have Are any any plans? She here? She's here in Houston, right? Yep. Okay. Any any big plans for mom on Sunday? Yep. Or? We
3: are going. Uh, we are taking her and my grandmother, and we're all going to a restaurant for brunch after I leave here. Uh huh. We'll be doing a Houston Sports Show and Moneyline until noon. Okay. And then I'll be meeting up with them for brunch downtown.
1: And then what about your mother-in-law?
3: We are going to her place tomorrow. Nice. And okay. all the siblings all, like all my wife's siblings were all chipping in and getting some, some barbecue catered and everything like that because they didn't want me to make it. Are they listening to the show right now, do you think? Probably not.
1: Are there? which one of her siblings do you like the least?
3: Uh actually I like all of them. All of them, okay. I get I yeah. Yeah, I like all of them. A like maybe. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fine line between do okay. I like them or are they <laughs> right. just at that, like, eh, they're okay line. You
1: just like them because you have to, because they're related to you, like, indirectly.
3: No, I've got something in common with each of them, something different in common. Oh, ah, okay. Like, her brother and I have a lot of beer stuff in common. Her sister and sure. I have a lot of music stuff in common. And then her youngest sister is just a wild child, which is what I was for a while. So okay. I understand everything she was going Watch through.
1: Watch that young one. That's all I'm going to say. Watch that young one. <laughs> 713-780-3776. You know what? You, you knew I mean listen, everybody knows, at least I don't know if you know by now that Deshaun Watson's never gonna be a Texan again. I mean, are we all on board with that? Is there I listen, I, we got so many things to talk about today. A, your mom. B <laughs> mom jokes can just be flooding in today. We're gonna talk about your mom, and then we're gonna talk about who in their right mind, and maybe it's Deshaun's mom. Deshaun's mom if you're listening. 713 780 3776. Who thinks Deshaun's still going to be a Texan after all this? You don't draft Davis Mills. By the way, the fact that his name's Davis lets me know this guy's going to be an all-pro. But Davis Mills at quarterback. And we can throw in the whole, you know, I mean, I've heard the David Shaw interview. Name me the last quarterback from Stanford that wasn't more mature and and smart. Okay, I mean, last I checked, I haven't seen any you know uh, uh uh Juco transfers going into uh going into Stanford because you know they they, they pass their aCT with a, a 16 or something like that I mean of course you're gonna be I mean that should already that box should already be checked if that box coming out of Stanford and you're questioning this guy's you know decision making and his intelligence off the field oh he's really mature uh, okay really I, 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 man Stanford quarterback didn't see that one coming. Now, no, no, is the guy mobile? Can he make plays downfield? Does he make plays when the play breaks down? All right? Does he keep plays alive? Does he, you know, what, does he read through his his progressions? I mean, that's what I want to know. Don't tell me the guy's smart. Yeah, he went to Stanford, duh. I don't need to know all that. that. That's expected. I shouldn't have to already be told that, that he's a smart, he's a good decision maker. All right? He's got very trubisky esque vibes like I said the guy only started he's only got like what 11 12 uh, college starts under his belt but from everything we've heard and everything we've seen again in limited in in a limited sample size all right i mean this guy's shown an ability to he's got a, he's got a good arm he he does make good throws all right which there's something to be said for that all right and again he played in a pro style offense now the million dollar question i have Moving forward is we know Tyrod Taylor is going to be a starter for the Houston Texans on day one. I mean, listen, if, if, if Davis Mills goes in there and and takes the starting job from Tyrod Taylor, who would now be on his who's now on his third straight team where he's, uh, uh you know, got a, a younger quarterback behind him and he's supposed to be the guy going into it. Now, listen, Baker Mayfield, we know how that played out uh, in in his uh, two years ago. Game three. See you later. Never, never uh, uh, plays again. Gets jabbed in the ribs well, supposed to be in the ribs, ends up going into his lung, gets his lung punctured. We all know how that played out, all right? And and let's call it what it is. Go, both guys actually played better, all right? I mean, Justin Herbert uh, uh, was, was a monster last year. Baker Mayfield, you could argue, had a pretty damn good rookie season, especially after they made the tr- uh, switch over to, to Freddie Kitchens, even the, or excuse me, to uh, Greg Williams. And so... But we don't have that same hype, right? I mean, again, Davis Mills, you know, Baker was the number one pick. Uh, Herbert was picked, I think, sixth overall. So those guys were, you know, taking over. It wouldn't have huge surprise, all right? This would be a big surprise if Davis Mills came in and was able to supplant Tyrod Taylor as the starter. All right. Now, I still held hope before all this went down, before they drafted Davis Mills, that there would that Deshaun would come back, and I didn't see the Tyrod Taylor thing as anything more than just a better schematic fit. I mean, let's call it what it is. If I've got uh, uh, you know, if I've got Deshaun Watson, okay, if I've got a guy that that's similar in 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 style of quarterbacking play in a Tyrod Taylor, okay, I'm good with that. Like that made more sense to me for Tyrod Taylor to be your backup quarterback as opposed to AJ McCarron. Now that you bring in Davis Mills, you're not draft. You're not spending a third round draft pick on a got to be a backup quarterback. You're just not. All right. Coming up next, Big Sarge Sports going to join us talking all things Texans draft. We'll get his thoughts on Davis Mills and is this is this in his eyes the official end of the Deshaun Watson era? Don't go anywhere. Hey, A. Ron, Fred Davis. This is ESPN 97.5.
0: The way I speak, is my melody, don't you ever think It's another me, girl, on everything It's a lot on me, I cannot be seen, I cannot be seen t- ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5 Real fun sports So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: Welcome back in ESPN 97.5. Freddie D, Fred Davis. You get you at least get a Fred out of the deal. Uh, Fred Fowler and A.J. Were they just off this week? Uh, they took... Yesterday or Wednesday,
3: Thursday, Friday off. Hey, they both haven't had a vacation. Lord knows how long That's a real it. vacation. At a least.
1: real vacation. God bless them. So the uh, Freddie Fowler, AJ off today. Your boy Freddie D holding it down. Uh, We got our boy, Henry Thomas, coming in. He's going to be joining us at 5 o'clock in studio, a little HD show reunion. But before we get to that, let's jump out to the HR&P listener line. Welcome to the program, Big Sarge Media. You can find him at Big Sarge Sports. Anybody that knows H-Town Sports, anybody that's on the H-Town Twitter, you know who this man is, the one, the only, Mr. Big Sarge. What up, my man? How you doing today?
4: Man, you know, I should be in the gym right now, training, just in case Jake or Logan Paul calls me out so I can go get that bag. But... I think I just downed a whole box of macaroni and cheese. I, you know, if I had to fight Jake or Logan, you know, it'd be like they'll be fighting King Hippo. You remember King Hippo. Somebody
1: of course, I remember King. That. Of course, I remember King Hippo. Of <laughs> course, as soon as he raised, as soon as he raised that hand, you better hit him with that body blow. That's all I got to say, and then that's a wrap. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right, man. But look, thanks for having me on, brother. Really
1: hey, Big Sarge, it. I always appreciate you having on, and as always, thank you for your service. All right, let's get down to it, my man. Uh, NFL draft, we all know, it was in the books last week, and, I mean, let's call it what it is, man, for as much hype, and, you know, you and I talked about it uh, last month on Sports Map Radio, and, you know, I mean, once the third pick went down and, and we figured out, all right, they're going to draft Trey Lance, there really was not a whole lot of, of, of intrigue to this draft, at least for me there wasn't, and, of course, when you look at the Texans, They take Davis Mills with their first pick, number 67 overall. Uh, Your thoughts on when the Texans made that move, and what does it mean for Deshaun Watson? Because I know you're plugged in as anybody as to what the hell's going on with number four.
4: Well, I I didn't expect to see Davis Mills go that high, and I didn't expect the Texans to take a quarterback. I thought that what they had now would have been serviceable for them to at least survive for this year and then, you know, make plans for next year. And I don't – because Deshaun – he, I don't think he's ever going to play here again, to be honest with you, because, I mean, he was out. You know, his, his mindset was, I didn't want to be here before all the legal things started to happen. So I know that they had to prepare. I don't know if now was the right time to prepare. I, I don't uh, – Davis Mills, and uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I didn't watch a lot of his games. I went back and had to watch a lot of his tape, his tape, And I just don't – I don't know. I don't even know if he can beat out – the second string quarterback that's with the Texans right now, fairly correct,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
4: And I don't think that he could be there. He definitely can't be that Tyron Taylor. So no. I'm thinking that maybe you would improve. You could improve your your defense, and you have you know you have the running backs to just do ground and pound for the entire year, and then you know reconvene on next year. But I definitely didn't see him being picked that in the third round. I thought he was a later. He would he would have went later.
1: No, I, I, I listen. I mean, the, th- the what made this Texans draft so interesting was, as you alluded to, you had the Deshaun Watson cloud that is not going anywhere as continues to hang over and plague this team, but you just didn't think they were going to take a quarterback at number three or excuse me in the third round. I mean, that, I think that I think that flabbergasted everybody, and what it did for me was it pretty much cemented the fact that Deshaun Watson was never going to play for the Texans again. Then you see them go out and get uh, Nico Collins later on in the third round. And, you know, for a Michigan team that, I mean, let's call it what it is, we heard more about how, you know, what what they didn't do as opposed to what they did do. Uh, And we know this was a deep wide receiver uh, draft. Considering that you've lost Will Fuller, you've lost DeAndre Hopkins, you know, outside of Brandon Cooks, I don't know about you. I'm not sold on Randall Cobb. I mean, hey, Nico's, listen, there's plenty of room for Nico to shine. We know that much. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well you know what though i think that that's where nick casario got it right i really like nico collins and if you think about it i the last great michigan quarterback i could think of was tom brady i don't know i, I can't think back that far I, yeah. I, I don't even remember who was throwing him the ball you know during his time at michigan i remember Shay patterson i think was there at the right corner, if i'm not mistaken but here's a guy who can play inside or he can play outside. He has the size and you need that type of size because you have three wide receivers on the roster who's under six feet. And so you got those guys, you got those little small shifty type of guys, small in stature. Um, But you have a veteran wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, who I think can teach him the game, but him coming in with his type of size and he doesn't have the, the best speed, but he does run very decent routes. And so when you have a, Tyron Taylor's going to have to find somebody, a big guy, that he can get the ball to on um, third and five who could lean over, you know, catch the ball at three yards and lean over and, and get two more yards. But I think Nico Collins is exactly where they got it right. And
1: then you got to feel a big Sarge joining us here on uh, the Blitz filling in for Fred and AJ. And then Brevin Jordan. I mean, here's a guy that everybody universally, I mean, whether you like the Texans or not, All right, and I mean, listen, the Texans may have more tight ends than any other team in the NFL combined, but one pick that everybody, you know, routinely said this was a good pick, this might be a steal, is Brevin Jordan from Miami.
4: I I definitely agree. Did you know that 52 out of the 73 receptions that he had during the last two seasons went for first down? So here's another guy that I think that Dick Casario got right. As far as adding to that offensive side of the ball, which, and like I said, I know that they need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. But those two guys—they're not going to make an immediate impact in, in Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan, but they will help out a lot. And Bravon Jordan is a big—you know—he's a big target. And when you have a quarterback who's coming into a new system like a Tyrod Taylor, not knowing exactly what you know what, what's going to happen as far as the system is concerned, what is the one thing? that a quarterback who's either in a new system or a rookie leans off, a tight end. Mm-hmm. And so for him to go out, for Nick Cateria to go out and get a tight end that's serviceable at least for Tyrod Taylor, I think that, that you know, those two picks, they got it right.
1: So what do you think as far as from a tight end's perspective and just uh, taking a quick, I mean, and again, I, I get it, we're, we're, you know, months away from this thing uh, even getting serious, but, you know, now you've got what, six, seven tight ends on the roster. I can't imagine this team carrying more than, I mean, you know, we know they've got to carry at least three right? So, I mean, and of course, then you're going to have the practice squad and what have you, but, I mean, do you see a situation on, on week one where you're going to have, what, Jordan Aikens, Brevin, and probably Kahili Warring or, or is Pharaoh Brown in the mix? I mean, where, where you know, kind of right now, what, what do you, uh, you spitball on as, as far as your three tight ends for the Texans right now?
4: Uh, I definitely would. I, I, you know what, I, I think they're, they're still trying to give Warren another chance.
1: They got to, and right?
4: I, I don't know, to be honest with you, and I hope this doesn't sound bad. I don't see what they see in him. I don't. But he's a guy, he's a physical specimen that you look at and you'd be like, okay, some way, somehow he has to get it right because he looks like he can get he can get it right. But I don't know if he can get it right. right. And I like the fact that you can, like I said, with the ground and pound that I think that they're going to have to do. I mean, because, let's just be honest, David Johnson is going to get some carries. But I, I honestly and truly believe that Philip Lindsey is going to take over as the starting running back. Um, in that, Because Ingram, I don't think he has it anymore. You I mean, you can use him on a couple of you know a couple of plays but I don't think he has it like he used to have it. But if you got a guy like Philip Lindsay in your backfield, you can run two tight ends, two big tight ends, with Brevin Jordan and Akins. And also here's the thing that that I love about Jordan Akins. You can flex him out. And if you if you flex him out, you can put him you can pull his hand up out of the dirt and make him stand up like an actual wide receiver and get that same production all the while leaving Brevin Uh, leaving Brandon Jordan with his hand in the dirt. So I I see those two being able to work together in this system. I see them being able to help out Tyron Taylor a lot. But Warren, I I just don't know. And I don't know if he can stay healthy long enough to get on the field.
1: Well, that's going to be the million-dollar question. Now, that being said, and I know, like I said, I know you're all over the social medias these days. Uh, Our boy Kylie, Kyrie, whatever the hell his name is, tweeted out a picture today, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever these social media these kids are using today. Him and Tyrod throwing balls together over at uh, in in the ATL. Oh wait. wait, Tyrod and who? Uh Waring. Oh. Kylie, yeah. Kahili. Kahili hey, Manaka hey, hey, is the hey, Irish hey. way, whatever the hell that song is. But yeah, you got they they are they're, they're out doing they're out doing their thing, training training together, getting low, you know, getting hey. that chemistry together. We'll see.
4: Let me guess, Fred. He was throwing, he was catching with no shirt on,
1: correct? Actually, pretty we never nice. saw him here's he what he did. Here's that. what he did, Big Sergeant. This is what you guys you gotta start doing this to uh, you know, uh, you know make it a little more suggestive in your in your tweet to kinda you know get get the uh the co eds out there. He just put a pit it was just his feet and then a, and then Tyrod in the background with a football in his wow. hand. ATL. So hey, hey
4: man, Tyrod Tyrod's pretty cut. To, you know, I was like, "Wait a minute, where did Tyrod get there? Like, I Ty, I look at a picture of Tyrod Taylor, man. I have to suck my stomach in and say, "I cannot keep
1: going at shipping." No, man, you got to listen. You got to get your mind right. I mean, listen, these, these kids are gonna make us look bad out here. Uh, I tried hooping a couple of weeks ago. I sprained my ankle in the first ten minutes. I mean, that's what's going on in these streets, my man. Uh, get you out of here. Get you out of here with this. Overall, and, and and listen, I'm not gonna embarrass, insult you, and say, "Hey, give me a grade on on what you thought." But give me your initial impression of Nick Casario and how he handled his first draft given everything that's going on as a general manager for the Houston Texans?
4: I don't think okay so and this is going to be a biased answer and I try to be as unbiased as I can but I was actually there watching you know former GM Brian Gaines come in with this, under the same circumstances that Nick Casario is and he pulled out you know Jordan Akins. He got a, a, a Justin Reed, and I seen him. I'm sitting there like, "Wow, this guy really knows what he's doing." And then I go and I look at Casario, and I was like, uh, "I don't know. I can't. I can't really knock him because this is his first time in the job." Brian Gaines has you know, he he's had, he's had a, a little bit of experience. And so well w running, running a
1: team. But let me ask you this though. I mean but I mean let's call it what it is. Cosario's had experience running a team. Now he hasn't been you know he hasn't been the alpha in the room like he was this last yes. draft. And let's call it what it is with Brian Gain, we now have three years of of, of you know retrospect to be able to look at it and say, okay, these guys panned out. Right? I'm just wondering from yes. your just from your vantage point and covering the team, when you look at Kind of the way he went about it, and in a very you know, because I, listen, I get it. We're all thinking it's, it's New England two down here, right? I mean, it, I mean that's what we've been has been you know beaten over our heads for the last five, six, seven, eight years now, whatever it seems like. Exactly. But I just feel like with Casario, I'm not getting those New England like vibes. Like I, I just get the feel that this guy doesn't care about Jack Easterby. He doesn't care about all the noise. He doesn't care about what Deshaun Watson's got going on. Like, the one thing I appreciate about this guy, and listen, you being prior military, you know this as well as anybody, all right? To be able to put your head down, resist the noise, not listen to the mess, and just stick to the task and the mission at hand. And so far, say what you want about Nick Casario. I think he's done a pretty damn good job of that.
4: Ah, so I don't. Okay, fair enough. I think Nick Nick Casario comes in, he's very, very media trained. I think that, and, and yeah. that's why that's he comes across as that. And so when I'm looking at him, I'm like, I, I don't think I'm getting a real, genuine answer. I think that I'm getting the answer of someone who has dealt with the media for a long time, or practiced dealing with the media for a long time. And so, and to be fair, I'm going to be fair. I have to see, you know, I have to see after a year, maybe two years, but at least after a year of him actually running the day-to-day operation as far as the team is concerned and putting things. In place, he came into. To to, to be fair, he came into a situation that's very rocky. He came into (coughs) a situation in a team that you know really doesn't have an identity right now, and it was only getting worse when he got here. So I don't want to say that he's going to be good. I don't want to say he's going to be bad. I'm just going to say I'm going to wait.
1: This dude, this dude basically just jumped on the Titanic like mid cruise. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like this dude's on the Titanic (laughs) mid cruise. Hey, I heard, I heard we're doing some things over here. Yeah, well. I don't know if you saw that glacier, that that, that uh, iceberg as you were driving by, but uh, hey, get ready for it. Uh... Again, it's going to be interesting to see, as we all know, and and listen, I'm with you, man. I mean, we don't know. That's what the beauty of this season is going to be, is that we don't really know. I mean, is there part of me that thinks this thing could be a total cluster you-know-what? Yes, I do. And, of course, you and I haven't even, and we'll save this for another time, we haven't even gotten into David Coley because we, I mean, listen, you don't think we know anything (laughs) about Nick Casario, all right? I'm sorry, but, you know, if you're 27 years in the NFL and you haven't even sniffed a head coaching interview— Listen, I like David Cooley yeah. as a man. I mean, he comes across as a really good dude, And RIP to his dad. Sorry to hear about that after the draft is over. But mm, I, I, I've got some questions. I, I've got some questions I, about I that whole way. thing. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you on social media and your website.
4: Uh, you can find me at Big Star Sports with a Z on Twitter, and it's also com. Before I go, let me say this last thing about Nick Sarah. Yes, sir. In next year's draft, if I see him take a Sam Howell, who's undersized, that has a big arm. If I see him take a Spencer Rattler, who is undersized and athletic, then have me back on
1: cuz then i'm gonna start criticizing oh no well hey no well listen if he if he brings on Spencer Rattler i mean there was somebody who had the nerve to try to compare Spencer Rattler to Pat Mahomes and i about fell out of my chair so uh <laughs> the, the, listen you man you already know how these mock drafts go i mean we it, the insanity's <laughs> already started i mean for god's sakes i mean apparently Malik Willis is the greatest thing since Michael Bishop uh is what internet keeps <laughs> telling me so shout out to our boy Michael Bishop all right my man listen enjoy the game tonight enjoy the astros and uh, like i said we'll do this again real soon
4: Hey, thank you, brother,
1: for having me. Anytime, it. my man, anytime. The one, the only, Mr. Big Sarge. All right, coming up next, a couple things he had to say, and we'll get you ready for hour number two. Henry Thomas, all things baseball, and we're still ranking moms, people. We're still ranking moms. What about yours? Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN, 97.5. Me now, i me to and never
3: been
0: the blitz the blitz ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five real fun sports Listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety-two five. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios.
1: Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. Welcome back in Espen. It's what's happening on your Friday, people. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in today. Shout out to everybody on the Twitch. Whopping fifty-seven people. Somebody asked, uh, "What is my IG? What is my Twitter at the Freddie D? At the Freddie D? Give it a follow. Why not? Uh, some, you know, it's funny. You never know who's going to follow you. Uh, I just had somebody, and and hey, shout out to to this person. Uh, PEMF devices, okay, all about pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. Hashtag PEMF, chronic pain, chiropractic, sports performance, biohacking, neuro wellness, senior care." not really sure what that's supposed to mean. Uh, Hashtag rehabilitation. I'm 40 for Christ's sakes, okay? I mean, what what are are you trying to say? I'm a grown-ass man. I did sprain my ankle, though. (laughs) It hurt, too. It hurt. Uh, I got my son coming down in a couple weeks. Excited about that. For all my uh, folks out there that got 13-year-old kids, 13-year-old boys, it's a different world these days, man, for these kids. It is a different world these days for these kids. Had to have the the don't look at porn on your phone chat. That's a different conversation that you got to have with kid. My dad didn't have to have that conversation with me because I didn't have a cell phone because it was the '90s and we didn't have those. At least I didn't have one. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. Listen, if you haven't, if you've got a 12, 13, 14 year old kid out there, boy or girl, uh, specifically boy, but you know we know some of them little little girls out there. Watch yourselves. Have that conversation with them. It's awkward, but you got to have it, all right, because you don't want your kid out there doing God knows what of them phones. Or get those apps, too, that can block kids from looking at all the things that are nefarious and <laughs> that you shouldn't be watching. By the way, uh, Fred, too, our, our uh, Topeka, Kansas correspondent, Clint Eastwood, also dynamite with the one-liners as well. So, And one of the greatest one-liner movies of all time, the original RoboCop. Not the remake, which was hot, you know what, you want to, I tell you what, A.A. Uh, Ron, you want to watch a movie that you haven't seen in 30 years? Flip on the original RoboCop, okay? That, that's, that's, that's cinematic greatness right there. Did you ever watch uh, that 70s show? Yeah. Okay, Red Foreman? Yeah. Clarence Boddicker? Yeah. Maybe the greatest. One of the greatest movie villains of all time. Chat, at, at me, bro. At me, Okay. 713-780-3776. I'm dying on a couple of hills today. We haven't ranked mom's yet because I think my number one mom and it's not going to be my mom. Shout out to my mom as well, Marlo, you know you know who you are. Um, no, I feel pretty confident about my number one mom. Uh, and I also feel pretty confident that Clarence Boddicker is a top 5 all-time movie villain. And if you and if you want to disagree, then let's hear it. let's let's debate it right now. Let's get to the let's get to the facts today. All right? Enough with the BS, people. Clarence Boddicker, top five, at me. I want the smoke. 713-780-3776. Uh, I thought Casario did a good job. And again, I listen, it, it, we don't know. We don't know what these guys are going to do. We don't know what Davis... But you listen, you don't take Davis Mills in the third round if you don't expect that dude to play or at least push to be a starter. All right? We know Tyrod Taylor's not the long-term answer. We get all that. He is a stopgap and then some. All right? We know that. So he's going to go in. I mean, hell, he's been a stopgap for the last three seasons. For crying out loud, if there's anybody that's better prepared to do that, it's our boy uh, Tyrod Taylor. And hats off to him. Let's hope that the Texans' doctor knows how to, you know, prescribe a or or administer a pain injection, so my man's not, you know, gutted in the in the lung. For crying out loud, because I don't think we want to see Ryan Finley or, or Davis Mills too soon. I know I certainly don't, unless Davis Mills has got something that we haven't seen before. You never know. I mean, listen, Tom Brady came in year two and and slung it. Now, granted, this guy's going to be a rookie. But again, we don't know what to expect out of this. And that's why there is, for me, a little bit of excitement from that standpoint. I know if you're a die-in-the-wool Texans fan, you're probably sitting there thinking to yourself. I mean, again, and and listen, you went from a top three, for my estimation, the second-best quarterback in the NFL, Deshaun Watson, to now you're stuck with... Uh, you know what are you going to do on on the whole Davis Mills Tyrod Taylor front because again and then and then you got to talk about you know what it, when when this thing does finally lift when it does finally go away because I'm a, I'm of the belief too Deshaun Watson's not playing in 2021 you will not see Deshaun Watson on an NFL football field in 2021 I I just don't see how it's going to be possible I think for one unless this whole thing gets wrapped up unless all 22 21 whatever civil suits we're at right now. And our guy, and I forgot to ask our boy Big Sarge about this. I mean, Tony Busby's been quiet as kept these last 23, 24, 25 days. We haven't heard squat from him. So I don't, you know, who, who knows what his, uh, his next retort is going to be in regards to uh, our guy Deshaun. But I, I just feel like unless they're going to settle some of these cases, and I just can't see a situation where they're going to settle all 22 of them. I mean, he's already, I mean, from what I've heard and just behind, you know, rumors that I'm sure most of y'all have heard as well, that Rusty Harden is committed to taking this thing to court. And taking this thing to trial and letting this thing ride out. Well, again, this is... I mean, he may be saying that. I mean, again, he may be bluffing. I don't know. Um, he also bluffed and said, you know, he knew nothing about social media and then came out within a few days and, and blasted every female that, that uh, has got a civil suit against uh, our our guy, Deshaun Watson. So, listen, Rusty Harden is no, is no stranger to this. I mean, this guy, again, Deshaun knew what he was doing. He hired the best in the biz. And so, I just... I do think he's going to come out okay on this. Let me rephrase that. I do think. I don't know if he's going to be exonerated. I guess that's what the, the, the you know the gazillion dollar question that we're all waiting to find out on. But do I think Deshaun Watson will play football again? Yes, I do. Do I think it's going to be in a Texan uniform? No. Do I think it's going to be in 2021? No. And that's that. That's that's your that's this this whole thing. All the drama that we've experienced over the last five six months. Everything that's gone on with this football team. And it's going to, you know, when this thing's all finally said and done, in the meantime, when we're going to have this number four cloud hanging over the entire Texans season, you got a brand-new coach who, for whatever reason, has never been in this position before. You've got uh, a defensive coordinator in Levy Smith that, I, I, I don't know what to expect out of Levy Smith as a defensive coordinator. I really don't. Um, I mean, we know what he did with Chicago, but again, that there ain't them same horses on this football team, all right? Uh, and so there's just so... Many questions surrounding this football team going into 2021. All right, coming up next, we're going to get a little bit of Astros talk. Henry Thomas joins the show as well. And what in the hell's going on with the state of boxing? Is it all bad? Is it all good? Or is it somewhere in the middle? Stick around. We'll tell you next. Don't go anywhere. He's Aaron. I'm Fred. This is ESPN 975. Some big
0: bus. Turn the kitchen counter to a strip club. Me and Drake came for the... ESPN 97.5.